This is the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I'm Susie Collick, the founder of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense. And I'm Kate Lismer, a writer, traveler, mother, and expat. As a woman who lives in a big city and likes to travel, I'm very curious about self-defense. I've never had any training, so I have a lot of questions. And I have a lot of answers. We figured you probably have similar questions too. And so we thought it'd be a great idea to share this conversation and put it in a podcast. So welcome to the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. One of the things that we always hear is that you're never supposed to wear headphones when you're alone and walking down the street. You're wearing headphones now. I am wearing headphones. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to talk to you about that particular um, sort of instruction, but also if there's other ways that we're making ourselves unsafe without knowing it. Yeah, this is a, a, a question that comes up from time to time in our Pretty Deadly courses as well. And it's something that particularly irks me. The reason why is because, you know, headphones, mobile phones that you text on, the rare person who reads a book while they walk down the street. Okay, put that one aside because that's actually not relevant. But but that happens. Um, it does happen, but you really are not supposed. That's not <laughs> the point. Is is that headphones and mobile phones are designed to be used while you're being mobile. You know, so they're designed to be used while you're walking down the street. And you're using these technologies and these tools just in the way that they're supposed to be used. There's nothing wrong with you for doing that. And there's nothing wrong with you for expecting a measure of safety in the society that you live in and contribute to um, by simply using accepted technology. This asking how can we make ourselves safer, what do we need to do to be more aware, I think still directs the onus of safety back onto, in often cases, the woman or people of color or people in the LGBTQI community or trans people or whoever it is, any marginalized person that's more subject to attack. So it's not your job to stop people from attacking you. That's not your job. Your job is to keep yourself safe, absolutely, and your job is to defend yourself and your family if you have a family as well. But it's not your job to actually stop people from doing stuff that they're going to do anyway because we don't yet live in minority report. So um, what we can do is understand that random things happen. You know, nothing makes you more of a target or less of a target than anything else because it's the other person who decides that they're going to hurt you, they're going to rob you, they're going to do whatever it is they're going to do to you. They make that decision. At no point do you agree to that simply by existing because that's what that question brings up. You know, what can I do to be more safe? Well, just stop existing. Right. So for you, it has the same tone of like, should I dress less sexy or exactly exactly it's it's I think it's I mean it's a valid question in the sense of people want to feel safe of course you know and people want to be able to live um fully realized lives in safety nobody wants to be attacked nobody wants to be mugged nobody wants to be robbed you know nobody wants anything horrible to happen to them Things happen in the world. We don't control them. What we can control is how we react. So wear the headphones, fine. You know, obviously don't wear the headphones walking into 
a former, I don't know, battleground filled with buried landmines might not be a great idea. I don't know why headphones would prevent you from getting blown up. But nonetheless, we don't want to do stupid things. We all know, especially as women, don't walk down a dark, empty street at night. You know, that there's been enough information to let us know that this is not the safest place for us to be. Some people still have to walk down that street. Sometimes that's the only way to get home. So what's happening in our bodies? What can we rely on in ourselves? How can we trust that we will react in a way that's protective and defensive? It may not be perfect. You still might get hurt. But as long as you try to protect yourself, and again, as I said in an, er- in an earlier episode, self-defense doesn't always look like it does in the movies. So if you freeze or if you start laughing or if you turn around and yell at somebody, that's also self-defense. And those things are perfectly valid. You do nothing wrong by existing, nothing. And by using the things that are provided for all of us in the wealthier parts of the world, um, as everyday technology. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think it's, I know you want to say something, but it's a, it creates an impossible situation, which is an aspect of patriarchy and an aspect of um, gaslighting that drives me particularly crazy, simply because, you know, it's, it's impossible. Here, buy these headphones, buy this cell phone, use it, but don't use it. Or use it, you have to use it differently than men do. That's what I was going to say, is that it's not an instruction that men necessarily hear or are expected to subscribe to. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's, we pay the same amount of money, and in some cases more, for certain like lady products. But nonetheless, why can't we use them in full safety? You know, I mean, these are, of course, larger societal questions. But in terms of your own self-defense and your own personal safety, again, try not to make silly decisions or or decisions that you know um, are likely to put you in places of danger. Like, I'm not going to go to certain parts of the world. I'm not equipped to handle certain, certain situations. I'm not a soldier um, I don't know how I would behave on a battlefield. Probably whatever I did, it wouldn't be for very long, right? I, I don't know how to do that. I'm not equipped. So I won't go there if I don't have to. But So we don't want to walk down the dark street if we don't have to. But if we have to, because sometimes we have to, we want to know how we can rely on ourselves, that we're not going to let ourselves down. And that's really what self-defense is. I hear exactly what you're saying, but I think my brain is still kind of like, You still want tips. Well, but yeah, or isn't it still, like, and I'm thinking, because my street is dark at night, and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, like, nooks and crannies where someone could hide out. And I actually refuse to stop listening to my headphones because it's something I like to do and I don't want to give mm-hmm. it up. So, but there's this always, you know, this voice in my head that's like, Oh, you're, you know, creating an unsafe situation for yourself. Um, right. And is there, you know, I guess maybe that is, the, I mean, is it, are you creating more risk if you're lowering your sensory intake because of what we talked about in another episode about just having a, a, a sensory awareness to protect yourself. Right. If you're wearing headphones, if you're staring at your cell phone while you're walking down the street, if you're, if you're reading a book, um, while you're walking down the street, kudos to you. Um, but if your, if your attention is 
focused on one small thing, then yes, you are a little bit more vulnerable. In an ideal world, you should be able to do that in a safe way, but we don't live in an ideal world. So fair enough. You are a bit more vulnerable. You can, of course, supplement that. Don't Probably don't read the book while you're walking down a crowded street. Um, be aware that life is happening around you. When we get so focused on one thing, we never see all the other things, which is what you're asking. We never see all the other things that are happening. When we step out into the world... There's a lot more things happening that we're subject to than when we're sitting at home alone. So, or with our families, whatever. But so we want to keep that in mind. There's a lot of things going on. We want to listen to that voice inside of ourselves. You know, I think I spoke in an earlier episode about, you know, when we walk down the street, we, 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 see, we can see the same thing a million times, but one time our brain says, there's a man, right? It's delivering information to us in these sort of unusual ways. Why is this song stuck in my head? Not because you're wearing earphones, but why is this particular song stuck in my head? Is my brain trying to tell me something? Why did this thought pop up? Sometimes that thought can even be something like, you know, oh, that man's too far away to hurt me. Why are you even thinking that? So if you are thinking that, that is a red flag. So not a red flag to you, like there's anything wrong with you, but a red flag in the sense of this is a potentially dangerous situation. And if that comes up, then pay attention to that. And then, yes, do take off the headphones so that you do have your full senses available to you. It's not giving in for the rest of your life, but it is giving in to that self-defense instinct for that moment, which is actually much more empowering than saying, I'm never going to wear the headphones because I, because I never want to be snuck up on. Well, and actually having the illusion that if you just take off your headphones, then you'll be safe, you know, is another kind of distraction, right? Because, then, right. you know, as long like I get this point of just generally being aware of your surroundings and paying attention to these anomalies, which you can do with headphones. Right. What we can also do is we don't practice scenarios very often because it's frightening. And one of the things that we can learn in a self-defense course is running through scenarios in our minds. So I talked in an earlier episode about strategic thinking and situational awareness. These are learned things, you know, and especially as women, we, learn, we start to learn these things as little girls. We don't pay attention to the fact that we're learning them. We just have these skills as adults. But when we start paying attention to them, then we can identify exits. We can identify space, safe spaces. Something that's important to remember um, when you're walking down your own street at night or in your own neighborhood or even in your own home, you know that landscape a lot better than anybody else. And when we're really frightened, of course, we, it's hard to remember, where's the door? Where's the window? Where's everything? But you do know it. You have an advantage over the person that is threatening you or attacking you or chasing you. So keep the headphones on, look at the phone, do whatever it is you want to do, but practice your situational awareness. What's going on? Are there anomalies? What is my inner voice saying to me right now? Is it like pumping a weird song into my head or telling me some weird stories. Um, if you prefer, take them off. If you hear something from your inner voice, then listen to it. Don't doubt it. Even if nothing happens, that's okay, right? Because really, in this instance, better safe than sorry. 
And what we can do as well is understand what would I do? What would picture it? Go through it. Just like athletes do this all the time. And we do this in martial arts is we run through our kata or an athlete might run through their routine um, or a race or whatever it is they're going to do a game in their minds. It's a way of practicing. And we can do that too with self-defense. That's another way to actually train our bodies without actually being physical about it. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-defense program created by a 20-year martial arts veteran and violent crime survivor, Susie Collin, based in Berlin, Germany. You can learn more about Susie and the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense program at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com.